did you notice how I'm now I'm glowing? Yes, I did notice. I noticed that you're glowing too. Thank you. What's your reason? I I started running. Did you start running? I have been running twice in the past month. Hell yeah. I've been running three times in the past month. Okay, so... I guess you're listening to Being Earnest, a very running podcast. Yeah. Where we kind of talk about what it's like to be athletes. Yeah, exactly. We're both big jocks. Big jog jocks. <laughs> I uh, I did go on Twitter the other day and there was an article being like um, something about like elite runners, lung capacity or something. And I clicked on it because in my head I was like, me? Uh-huh. <laughs> After going twice. Yeah, sure. And I walked half mine. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I don't really run. I've never really run. The sports that I played were baseball, which is less running and more thinking. Mm-hmm. And a thinking what, man's run. Yeah, yeah, thinking man's sport. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went running and I just realized about a third of the way through when I was going to run two things. One, I was like, I'm not going to be able to go much farther than I thought I was going to go. Yeah. And secondly, how do I have this much phlegm and how am I not able to breathe? <laughs> <laughs> what a charming, charming sport. Is it a sport? I don't know if it's a sport. It's an activity. Activity. What a charming activity. My favorite thing about running, my very favorite thing about running um, is when there are such sharp pains in your side that your body is rejecting the very activity you're doing. Mm -hmm. Your body is like... Please, for the love of God. I like it when my shins are like, you've never done this before. Why are you doing this? Why, is, there, is there an emergency? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's an emergency. Are we being chased? I understand that we're slowly warming the planet and it's a problem, but is it is that happening right now? <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to give you the earnest news of the day. You make it sound like it's one of those uh, news programs for children where it's just like, another kid looked at the moon. Like, very happy story. It wasn't made of green cheese. <laughs> Paula, what's our topic for this week? Our topic is words of affirmation. I should say that like a human. Our topic is words of affirmation. That sounded great. And so did your singing. Thank you so much. Those are words of affirmation, and Those I love are, it. No, 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 I'm eating it up. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> I need them to survive. Josh, let's write off, uh, let's define what words of affirmation means. Yeah, so I'm on the website pairedlife.com. Okay, so you found my blog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, t- two of everything. <laughs> it's my it's, Noah's Ark blog yeah. and how I think they'd yeah. get along. <laughs> Who should have been saved and who shouldn't? My Noah's Ark blog, but for people. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's just a gossip column. Brangelina, out. <laughs> so words of affirmation mm-hmm. is a love language from the book entitled The Five Love Languages. By Oprah. I don't think it's by Oprah, but Oprah does love it. She loves it. Oprah loves two things. Love languages and bread. (laughs) If Oprah loves it, she created it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in the book, they discuss ways to fill a partner, husband, or wife's quote-unquote love tank. Ew. (laughs) So gross. If I was married and my partner said, babe, you got to fill my love tank. (laughs) I would walk out that door. I would pull one of those things that you see in a movie where their stuff would just be on the lawn. <laughs> I just throw it out that window. <laughs> Get the hell out of my house. 
You know, I almost worked for Oprah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. I had an interview. Well, I had an interview and I didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, three least- days after I had an interview and I think it went well. I mean, it went, it was to be like a PA. Like it would have been fine. Sure. And uh, three days after I had it, she announced she was moving to California. The wow. Whole, oh, the, the yeah, whole studio the whole was closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Think of I could have been a different person. Yeah. You could have been giving coffee to Oprah. Could have been giving coffee to Oprah. Hey, you could have been co-hosting this pod with Oprah and me. This is this is true. Oprah, if you want to come on, we're happy to have you. She probably listens. I'm the one that got away. <laughs> so uh, I want to read to you some examples from this website yes. of words of affirmation examples for men or women. Okay, great. I, I'm just going to need a quick reaction to each of them. I'm going to say them all to you. And I, I just want to set the stage for our listeners. We have these things on the mic. What do you call them? Poppies? <laughs> Pop stoppers? Pop stoppers. Where I can only see Josh's eyes. <laughs> so to set up how weird this is, he's just staring at me. I cannot see his nose or mouth as he reads them. All right. You did a difficult job really well. <laughs> that feels like a backhanded compliment Doesn't to me. <laughs> Um, also all of these are for like relationships. Okay. So Or I, for podcast co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. I love being addicted to you. Ew! <laughs> That's the first example on the page. <laughs> they all sound like backhanded compliments. Mm-hmm. I love the unique way you giggle. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my skin is gonna fall off in just like one swoop. <laughs> like my skin's just gonna I'm just gonna melt molt like a little lizard. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners at home, Paula is wearing a turtleneck and legitimately pulled her head into the turtleneck part like a turtle would. You smell delicious. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is what they say before they go, I can't wait to put you in my freezer. (laughs) I'll have you in six months. (laughs) Your hair is going to look real pretty around my neck. (laughs) Ew, what? (laughs) I'd be a terrible serial killer. (laughs) Good. They also suggest different ways for you to give these words of affirmation. Uh, So one here is uh, spoken word face to face. Okay. Which seems like the best way. With a pop socket in between you. Pop filter? With a a pop filter in between you. Yeah. (laughs) With a pop tart between (laughs) you. Now that, I would take. A text. E.g. let your significant other know that you're thinking of them. Through a text? Through a text. An email, e.g., let them tell them how much you enjoyed spending time with them at the weekend. If an email came through, if I'm <laughs> sitting there at work and an email comes through being like, I love the way you giggle. <laughs> blocked. I love the unique way you giggle. Blocked, 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 <laughs> blocked. What if it just says in the subject line, giggle? <laughs> and then it says, I love your unique way. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. A short love note in an unexpected place where you know they will come across it. <laughs> like, imagine, like, putting a little note in their underwear drawer. <laughs> <laughs> a handwritten letter expressing genuine, heartfelt love and admiration. Oh, God. And cards, handmade or bought, with a personal message. Oh, God. I can't. Look, Josh, I, much like, much like most people, much like all Geminis, Love compliments, love attention, but not this way. Uh huh. This is creepy. Wait, what'd you just gasp? Um. So it also tells you how to accept words of affirmation. Okay, go on. 
It's probably going to be like lightly touch fingers as your foreheads are pressed together. <laughs> um, Lick their eyeballs. <laughs> you're not far off. Oh, God. <laughs> so what? here's an example. Say, ah, thank you with a smile or wink. With a wink? <laughs> thank you. Wink. I love the way you smell. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You would say, so I you tell me a... Josh, I, I love the way you smell. Ah, thank you. Wink. Ew, I hate it. <laughs> we both have to go to jail. Um, let's do another one here. Tell me the same one again. All right. Josh, I love the way you smell. Say, I'm really pleased you noticed. Thank you. Wink. <laughs> no wink on that one, but I one of the other ones please. is blow a kiss and a thank you. Like. If I ever had to be a part of a conversation where either party reacted in these ways, I would hope the ground would just open up and I would fall through and I would die there. <laughs> uh, uh, I hate those. I, I don't like it at all. I hate those. It's no pressure to anyone who needs words of affirmation. I definitely am a kind of person who needs like normal kind of... I shouldn't say normal, but I definitely need affirmation. Sure, but I think there's a real difference between like a genuine heartfelt compliment and then like, I love the way your unique giggle makes my bed smell. Like, <laughs> that that sucks. Sense. Like, that actually sucks. <laughs> I think the hardest part about the unique giggle is that it's not like, I love your giggle. It's like, uh, I hate the word giggle. You know what? That's on my not list. That's on my don't list. Oh, is that really? Oh. Really? Because what the part that's getting me is the like back-ended compliment bit of it where you're like... Yeah, that's what you say to somebody that has a weird as hell laugh. Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> that's oh. what you say to your friend who like is interrupting comedy shows with their laughter. You're like... <laughs> yeah, I love your unique giggle. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, Josh, so you are a compliment guy. I don't think it's my top love language, and we can, you know, not to spoil all the love languages that we oh, make. Oh, yeah, because you know what, listeners? You're going to see some of these again. Maybe not next week. Maybe not next month. <laughs> maybe not in the next nine months. Maybe the next three years. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day we'll get to all five love languages. <laughs> but for right now, it's words of affirmation. And that's what you get, and do not text us about the others. I definitely want. Words of affirmation. Oh, yeah. It's not my top one, but I definitely want them. It's yeah. a big one. It's yeah. definitely like higher than other ones on the list. Yes, absolutely. Um, mostly just because all I want is affirmation from an authority figure. Mm. Anyone who I view as an authority figure, all I want is for them to like me and respect <laughs> <them> me. <laughs> yeah, because I think we were probably both like teacher's pets. Yeah. Or, or desperately wanted to be teachers. Pets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But also desperately wanted the cool kids to like us and also oh. desperately wanted everyone in the class Are to like us. Are you saying two children with a desperate need for everyone to love them grew up to be comedians who have a podcast <laughs> where they regularly plead with their friends to write reviews? Honestly, it's a great affirmation. <laughs> if you would write a review or Thank give us so a much. rating, every five-star rating makes my, makes my skin glow. Thank you. Um. Oh my God! Thank you for calling me a comedian. You're welcome. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Yeah, exactly. I have a pretty low bar for authority figure. 
that I need affirmation from, though. Oh, yeah. So it's a situation where I'm like... Anyone with more power than you? Anyone with more power or knowledge than me. So obviously, like, bosses, teachers, professors, all that kind of, like, teacher's pet kind of stuff. Yeah. But also, I'll walk into, like, if I walk into a hipster-ass coffee shop, Mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, hey, man, what are you having today? And I hope they say it like that. Yeah, they do. Hey, man, what are you having today? Yeah, I legit... Okay, let me give a real story. I went into Fairgrounds, and I got myself an uh, an oat milk chai latte. Okay. Because I'm a little fancy boy. Mm-hmm. I ordered that, and the barista was like, hey, man, do you like your chai latte like more on the milk side or more on the tea side? Like, what can I do for you? And I was like, I'd like to be like a little bit more tea than milk. And he was like, good choice and i was like oh, my heart oh i chose like, that right that was a test yeah that was I, passed. A t- I passed i passed i moved I- into the next echelon yeah right exactly i'm i'm the t-boy now <laughs> now i am fairground prince yeah exactly i run coffee shop um, i mean i guess it's that same part of your brain that wants that desperately wants to be the one that after you ordered a restaurant the waiter says Good choice. Yes. Or yes, like, yes. that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yes, I definitely want that, though I never trust them that that's what they actually feel. Do you think they're lying? Well, so if I ask, It's not like, very earnest of you. So here's... <laughs> all right, well, I'm earnestly saying that I think they're lying. <laughs> so here is how I figure that out with, a, with wait staff, is that if I'm like, I don't know, between these two things, and they're like, honestly, it's this third thing, then I'm like... That's the real shit. That's that real shit. They're here for me. And it's like, you didn't pick the most expensive thing on the menu. Mm. You didn't. See, but then I feel like I'm like, no, I already narrowed it down to two. I obviously put that third one out of my little brain. See, I want an expert Mm. to be guiding me through this dining experience as opposed to, I think, um, I don't know, someone who's like, oh, that's my favorite. I'm like, you tell that to everyone who comes in here. (laughs) I'm a dime a dozen to you. You're just trying to get another notch in your belt. It kind of feels to me like, um, you know, like when you give something to someone for critiquing, mm-hmm. writing or whatever. Sure. You want them to be honest. Yep. You want the thing that you sent them to be the best it can be. And you also want their reply to be like, no edits. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> The only edit is like you missed a comma, yeah. but like I Otherwise, also like the stylistic choice without it. <laughs> Otherwise, this is actually the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, why are this is the great American novel? And, yes, <laughs> and and it's a play. <laughs> My only regret is that it wasn't longer. Yeah, right. I can't believe I didn't think of this. Yes, yes. Um, it never comes back like that. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like this doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> I hate this in you. <laughs> <laughs> Is this how people think? I've never thought this way. <laughs> you can't get that word of affirmation from a restaurant where there's a f- prefix menu. No. You know what I mean? Where like the menu is like seasonal and it's every day. Yeah. Did you, there was this one time, this reminds me, um, David and I went to this, uh, one of those very fancy restaurants where like prefix, I guess. Yeah. Like they just like keep coming with like, this is the next one. Yeah. It's just like course. you buy a, you buy the experience, yes. not the individual things. And, uh, we're sitting there and like the waiter comes over and he puts, he, and he kept, he puts it down and he goes, so chef, cause they, uh, they didn't say the chef's name. They only referred to him as chef. I love that. 
<laughs> Which is so earnest to me. <laughs> I kind of like to think it's because they forgot his name. What if we started referring to everybody like that? Like yeah. I just started referring to my manager as like manager. Yeah. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the server like sets it down and he goes, it's very like pretentious. And he goes, this next dish was inspired by children's cereal. Chef wasn't allowed to have sugary children's cereal as a child, and nowadays he finds them very whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Chef finds children's cereal very whimsical. Very whimsical. Whimsical. Not whimsical to me because that's all I had for breakfast as a kid. I did not have sugary cereal oh really no not at all it was not allowed in the house it was a very special occasion kind of thing oh see ours was uh ours it, the tv said it was part of this complete breakfast so i got it whenever i damn well wanted <laughs> yeah, I always we're talking to- oreo you know the ones that were just like an o that like were the oreos cookie crisp mm-hmm, cookie crisp <laughs> uh what was the french cinnamon to french toast C- cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon toast crunch and then french toast malarkey french toast something Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese's peanut butter puffs. Oh my god, you're classics. just having the candy ones. All the classics. That's not even like Lucky Charms. It was breakfast, so it was health food. No, so a couple things that I need to react to here. One, where they're like part of this complete breakfast, and it's like a bowl of frosted flakes and like seventeen apples. Yes, <laughs> three, <laughs> three things of orange juice. It's very funny looking back because my parents are like very health conscious. Sure, but I guess not for those few years, and not when it came to breakfast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they Probably like whatever she's gonna eat. Yeah, right. <laughs> Better she, that she'll have like candy God, instead of she's nothing. Eat something. <laughs> um, also, I only got those when I went on vacation. Mm. So the little mini ones, you know, the like eight box. Yeah. Of them that would come through. Oh yes. Oh, it was. God, it's like the same emotion that you get when you're like, oh yeah, I'm buying like a six pack of a nice beer for me or like I'm buying like whatever it is. A handle of UV blue and I'm 21. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. Oh, this Svedka raspberry. Yes. Ooh, this is going to hit the spot. Oh, I can't wait to drink all 30 of these beer thirties. Oh, I just got a hangover from us saying that. <laughs> um, but that for kids mm-hmm. being able to like just the, my brother and I would go visit our grandparents with my parents. We wouldn't go alone. <laughs> we would go down to visit my grandparents in go Florida. Down, where did they live? In Florida. In Florida during February, which was so it was warm. And we'd go to spring training and it'd be really fun. Um, and so we would get the little uh, like frosted flakes mm. and pops and things like that. Corn pops? Just pops. Are they not called corn I pops? I think they're just called pops. It's the one with the like bird on it. Yeah, corn pops. Are they called corn pops? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't know. I didn't have them. My dad eats grape nuts in the morning every single morning. This is what I was dealing with, people. Oh, my God. My but roughage for a few was... moments, you were infinite. Yeah, I had... My poops were incredibly regular Ew, as a child. Oh, Josh. Save it for your poop podcast. <laughs> my poop cast? Uh-uh. That being said, I totally relate to this chef because I immediately went to college and was like... I'm only having cinnamon toast crunch for breakfast now. Yeah, and did you? Yeah, I only I had cinnamon toast crunch for breakfast when I had breakfast, and then I only ate cheeseburgers. Oh, what a joy. I love lots of food, 
it was just like it was the backup. The cheeseburger was kind of like the backup in the main dining hall. Mm-hmm. And so I would end up and then I'd have a late night kind of thing at the late night spot. And we would uh, I would get a cheeseburger there, too. So sometimes so I just you're have, doing two cheeseburgers a day. No. Yeah. It's my new diet. Oh 14 God. cheeseburgers a week. Oh, my God. My town in uh, that I went to college in Northfield, Minnesota, uh, is the home of Malto Meal. What is Malto Meal? Shut up. What do you mean? What is Malto Meal? Is that like a... Like- it's the knockoff cereal brand. It's the cereals that look like the other cereals, oh, but they come in the bag. So and then like, instead of Lucky Charms, it's like Bag of Luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like crispy hexagons of instead good, of Bag kicks. of Good Fortune, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and they would make it there. Uh, Northfield's where the factory was. And so um, sometimes the air would smell like uh, Malto Meal. It was delicious. It was delicious. That's amazing. Also, I know we need to get back to words of affirmation, but why are there so many different cereals where the whole premise of their ad campaigns was keep it away from the mascot? <laughs> Lucky charms, tricks. Applejacks was pretty combative. Was Tony the Tiger supposed to have those frosted flakes? He, I mean, he knows that they're great, but I don't know that they're. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a damn good point. Though, yeah, are they like? Is it for their own good? Are they addicted? <laughs> are they, are they, is, it, is it in the cereal world? <laughs> These cereals are hard drugs. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Please help keep it away from the yes. rabbit. He just got clean. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Or, like, are these kids just assholes? Just, like, let them have it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or is it, like, you know, where you get plants and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no, they're poisonous only for my cats. Like, cereal <laughs> is poisonous for animated characters. <laughs> it's like when you drop a grape and your dog goes running for it and you have to, like, kind of, like, push it away. Be <laughs> yeah. like, get out of here. You can't have that. <laughs> they're always after me, Lucky Charms. Is exactly what a drug dealer would say. <laughs> And like, we're like, we the the narrative of this is we're kind of supposed to be on the side of these mascots. Yeah. But I, I, if I like, these children are so desperate to keep it away from them. It's like, um, <laughs> lucky, the Lucky Charms guy is just Walter White from Breaking Bad. Uh, and these people, these, these animated mascots whole existence is just getting that thing. I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> But imagine if, like, <laughs> okay, imagine if, like, they're not obsessed with this cereal. It's just, like, a thing that they sometimes eat. Yeah, right. And people lose their shit. <laughs> imagine if it was like that for a food, like, we sometimes eat. <laughs> like, whenever we tried to eat, like. like every time you tried to have a banana. Like, like kids a, just came out. You're like, like, no. Take no. the fuck away from him. Stay away. <laughs> You're like, what the heck? They bungled me bananas. <laughs> what if every food had a mascot like that? And that's all mascots were. <laughs> like the Coca-Cola bears, there was always just like a kid being like, get that away from me. Yeah, there's someone there that comes right after the ad and right there around the drink, slaps it out of their hand. It's like, that's no, me. that is not for you. That's People food. It's not bear food. That's people food. <laughs> Bad polar bear. No. 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 Spritz, spritz, spritz. <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, Josh, while we're talking about compliments, we should hit on um, backhanded compliments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every example that was given on that. On that Backhanded example. Backhanded compliments are the worst feeling to receive one, but so funny in theory. Oh, yeah. So backhanded compliments are like when somebody like insults you, but it's wrapped in a bow of a compliment. Yeah, right. Exactly. So like do one to me. Okay. Well, so I should say that uh, one of my best friends from college, Katie. Hi, Katie. Uh, hi, Katie. Our favorite thing was uh, truly as a joke. Like we were not mean girls, but we would love to give a backhanded compliment right before we'd leave somewhere to each other. Cause then other people would be like, what? It sounds like you're mean girls. We're not mean girls. Uh, That's exactly me, what a mean girl would say. But here's, and I was like, and then sometimes she would post mean stuff about me online, <laughs> but it was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. I cried a little bit, but it was a joke. And then I did the same thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so she would do, uh, or like, uh, so like we'd be ready to leave mm-hmm. and then she'd be like, okay, let's go. And then she'd go, Paul, are you going to change her? <laughs> <laughs> or like another really good one would be like, um, I'll do one to you. Like, oh my gosh, Josh, I love that hat. Did you make it? <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean. It's so mean. Well, I love your unique giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically insulting to me because my laugh's so loud that men on the street tell me to be quiet. Oh no. <laughs> I love being a woman. Josh, on our little list of things to talk about, spoiler alert, we have one. <laughs> what is negging? Oh, negging is backhanded compliments in order to get laid. Oh. It's one of those terrible, like, how to get, like, how to sleep with a bunch of women kind of books. Be mean to them? Yeah, you be, you're mean at first. You basically give them a backhanded compliment. So that someone gets mad at you, I guess, and then they want your affirmation. And so when you then do compliment this person, they're like more likely to want to please you in some way. Yeah, it's super gross. I don't like that. You should stop doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. I don't do it. So I didn't want to say it at the time, but I really was hurt by some of the backhanded compliments that you gave me. And so I've called the police on you. I've asked you to stop calling the police on me every episode. I can't stop it. It's action, action. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Action, acting is a segment where we look at the police log from my hometown Acton, Massachusetts. Acton, Acton. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. And we look at it because it's incredibly earnest. Yes, it's very sweet and earnest. It's got sweet stuff like, on Monday at 6.38 a.m., a found wallet was reported on Weatherby Street. Oh. And that's the whole entry so, for that wait, one. But that one makes me think that, because if I found a wallet and I had a car and was in a small town, I would drive it on down to the police station. No, someone just called, I Or think. give it a cop. This, I like to imagine, so what probably happened is they like saw a cop and was like, hey, here, here it is. But uh, I like to imagine what really happened is this person was driving by or walking by, saw a wallet, looked down and was like... I've got to let the authorities know and then left it there. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to 
dig into this one a little bit. Yes. So this yes, one yes. happens on a Open Sunday. The door. <laughs> this one happens on a summer Sunday okay. at 4.37 a.m. A caller reported a male party on Pinecone Strand, which is a street name, weird has... street name? That sounds like a weird rural bar. I mean, it sounds like a CW show. Yeah, Pinecone <laughs> Strand. There's some, it's a gated community, but something's up. All these hot 34-year-olds, they're playing high schoolers. <laughs> and they're all going through puberty? <laughs> They are enrolled in high school, but only the fun parts. <laughs> like football and cheerleading. <laughs> and prom. <laughs> you won't see the ki- these kids in AP Cal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's taking AP Gov in this high school. It's not accredited. <laughs> Our only offered classes include cops coming to the classroom, wearing heels. <laughs> Sleeping with teacher. Whispering. (laughs) Murder in the school. (laughs) Anyway, at 4.37 a.m. Watch a lot of those shows. (laughs) (laughs) At 4.37 a.m., a caller reported a mail party on Pinecone Strand has, quote unquote, many fireworks in his possession. Ooh. That's a weird. That's a weird time to make that call. Yes. So I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So that's I, not like a. Again, this isn't the person who drove by the wallet. Now looking out the other window and seeing a guy just walking with a comically large stack of uh, fire fireworks. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, so fireworks are illegal in Massachusetts. Okay. They are not illegal in New Hampshire, and everyone smuggles them down. Is it a situation like here in here in the Midwest where like you can't buy them, but you can set them off? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if there's a, p- a possession charge, but I do like the idea that at 4.37 a.m., someone found out that someone else has many fireworks in their possession. Not that they were shooting off fireworks. They just own fireworks. Well, here's my theory, and this is my true gut instinct. Mm-hmm. This isn't their fireworks to have in possession. These are the caller's fireworks. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So the caller is saying, wait a second. Where are all my fireworks? Where are all my fireworks? And now this person has too many. Can I pitch you another theory? Unless we pin it up on our corkboard and put a string to it. Yes, but this corkboard is already covered. We're almost close. (laughs) We've almost got to figure it out. I think maybe it's a bad neighbor situation, right? Where like this, the caller has been dealing with the his neighbor's shenanigans for years at this point mm-hmm. they don't mow the lawn their animals oh. take poops on the caller's lawn yes they're always blasting music yeah they're like every time they walk by the house the neighbor na- the caller waves and the neighbor flips them off right yeah so the caller <gasps> bought a bunch of fireworks i'm freaking out and placed them in the neighbor's house or in their shed and planted the evidence and then called at 4.30 a.m., called the police and said, my neighbor has many fireworks in their possession. Knowing the cops will pound, 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 <laughs> act in PD, open up. Fireworks are illegal. 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 All right, I have another one here. Okay. 
This is on a Saturday at 11.59 a.m. A caller reported leaving her purse on top of her vehicle while traveling from Littleton to MBTA Alewife, which is a red light station. Um, It's at least like a 20-minute drive between Littleton and the MBTA station through Alewife. 20, 30, maybe even 40 minutes in traffic. Did they find it? No evidence. Also, oh god, that sucks. What is Acton PD gonna do about it? I don't. Well, you know, I will say, and this is not the fun bit answer, but it's the true answer. Yeah. As someone who has had their wallet stolen, uh huh, you have to file a claim Mm -hmm. because um, that way, if that way, um, it's something I forget why you have to file a claim. Sure. Because it has something to do with your driver's license to get your new one. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And so, maybe your credit cards, like in case somebody like starts using it, that you have it on record. Sure. I guess and that's makes- not the fun bit answer. Yeah. And I guess but that that's y- my sincere advice. Yeah. And this is a sincere podcast. Yes. I think that there is something to be said about. So Acton is in between Littleton and this, uh, this T station. Mm-hmm. So. I like to think that she called every town in between Littleton and the tea station <laughs> in order to be like, have you found my purse? Have you found my purse? Have you found my purse? Just imagine like doing the dispatching on this and you're the police dispatcher. Okay. And I'm going to call you up. Okay. Bring, Hello? bring, bring. Hello. Oh, okay. Weird that it's ringing on their end. <laughs> Hello, 911. What's your emergency? I seem to have misplaced my purse. All right, well, where's the last face you remember seeing it? It was on top of my car as I drove. Well, then you better go catch it. Hang up. <laughs> I like the idea that Acton PD does crank calls. <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> Reverse crank calls. It's just their answer is always like, <laughs> do you have Prince Edward in a can? <laughs> well, then you better go catch it. Yeah, right, exactly. Hang up. Josh, I thought we could spend the next 30 to 40 minutes just complimenting each other back and forth. I think that's a great idea, Paula. (laughs) You have such a great mind. Do you think listeners will love that? (laughs) Listeners, if you want to send us compliments, you can... Please leave them in the form of review. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Can you imagine where it's just us going back and forth so long? Thank you, and I like your glasses. (laughs) Thank you, and I like your turtleneck. (laughs) It is funny to do ultra specific compliments. Oh yeah, being like, "I love the (laughs) your unique giggle." I love your unique giggle on Tuesdays. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I was in college, before we'd go out, that's what I'd make everybody do: is like circle up and then go around and compliment each other. And then you'd drag your friend Katie. No, but it really is such a nice thing to do, like, especially when you're, like, a young, you know, you know, I guess early 20-something girl. It's such a nice thing that before you go out, you're like, all of these wonderful compliments. Um, If you're somebody who doesn't like compliments, you can't be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I I do think that there is, just to get serious here for a second, I think there is earnest, even, (laughs) some might say, is that the the earnestness of a compliment is very off-putting. Like, I find it very uncomfortable yes. at times just because, like, I don't know what to do with it. Because so much of, like, ha, 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 let me deflect with comedy. Let me deflect with irony and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and it can but- be really off-putting. But it's really nice to get a genuine compliment. Like, yes. how um, there's a very common thing in the improv community, which is, like, 
whatever. Um, but often you'll end a rehearsal or a class by turning to the person next to you and saying what you they did that you really loved in yes. that class. And you can tell when someone's half-assing it, but when someone says something genuine, it really does stick. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, call a spade a spade, but improvisers are the most earnest people in the world. I don't think so. I, mean, I disagree. You get into improv because you're like, I want to play make-believe with my friends. Yeah, but also you get into improv because, like, I want to be the funniest one. You know what I mean? I feel like that's more stand-ups. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know what also is a way to affirm yourself? Hmm. Daily affirmations. There you go. I bet you do those. I don't, but I do love that video. You know that video of the little girl on the... Um, She's like on the bathroom sink and she's like, I love my house. I love my life. No. I love my Jessica. I love my. Oh, that's so cute. It's adorable. It's so good. Oh, but there is something to like an actually like a mantra or an affirmation and like getting your game face on by pumping yourself up. Mm-hmm. Do you do any of that no. kind of stuff? No, not at all. <laughs> Would love to be that kind of person, but no, I'm not. Okay, I feel like meditation is similar. Yeah, I mean, it can be. It right? can be in a way that's like doing something for you in mm-hmm. order to, yeah. I meditate before bed every night. Wow. Yeah, I use the app Calm. Okay, I heard Calm. of it. Um, and I do one of their like sleep meditations every night because it just helps me stop my brain at least a little bit and just focus on my breathing and things like that. And it really, it really does help. It's a little thing I do for myself. Oh, so that's how you fall asleep. That's basically how I fall asleep. It's right before, like I'll be reading in bed or whatever. And then I'll, I'll turn off my light and I'll put on my hand brace and then I'll sit. What is your hand brace? Um, I have tendonitis (gasps) in my thumb. Josh. Yeah, I know. I know. I please don't look at me differently. I would love a compliment right now as opposed to the face that you're making. I barely knew you had tendonitis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I listened to a meditation, just a, like a 10-minute little meditation. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice. Is that your going-to-sleep routine? Yeah, basically. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are also sleep stories that you can listen to where like Stephen Fry can read you a sleep story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, they can read... Uh, what's the guy with the really boring voice? Ben Stein. Paula Skaggs? <laughs> no. Um, Paula, you have a really unique voice. Thanks. <laughs> um, so it is not the same as those, but I do listen to that podcast. Is it Sleep With Me? Do you ever listen to that? No. Um, if I was like, it's porn. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I can't fall asleep <laughs> if someone isn't fucking. <laughs> Wendy Linden, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot to say cover your ears. I'm doing a bit. <laughs> no, it's this it's this very wonderful podcast, Sleep With Me, we'll tag it somewhere, um, where this guy records uh, these podcasts that are just intentionally so long and so rambling. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because this is the sleep stories that happen in, um, in Calm as well. It's very similar. It's like oh, okay. they're so circular and stupid <laughs> that you're like, ugh, God damn it! I guess I have to sleep. <laughs> but the guy's voice is like this. Oh, is it Joe Para? I don't know who does it. It might be Joe Para, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but he's great. Yeah. Um, he's, he's very great, and he, and he does those. And something about his voice, 
I will be like, I am not tired. There is no way I'm going to fall asleep. Uh, sometimes when I write with um, Nina, um, my, my writing partner, um, we, I will drink cup after cup after cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Cup after cup after cup of coffee because we write in diners. And then I'll come home and I'll be like, time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot sleep. And this, this podcast puts me out every time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a little, I don't know what that has to do with words of affirmation, but words of affirmation for him. Great job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Falling right asleep. <laughs> do you read self-help books? Yes. I love them. Really? Mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love self-help books. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever actually read a self-help book. Oh, I've really? read like business help books. Oh yeah. Kind of things, but I've never read ones that are like, Write down all of your goals on a piece of paper. Now, crumple up that paper and chew it in your mouth. And then spit it out and light it on fire. And then pick up the ashes and blow them into your friend's face. Okay, you're Is telling that how me, they work? You're telling me you haven't read a self-help book? Because <laughs> that was verbatim. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, I'm su- I, I would say I would surprise you haven't read one, but I guess that just means you're perfect the way you are. No, Compliment. You. Compliment. Look at that affirmation. No, I love them. Um, I'm far from perfect listenership. No, I know. That was a joke of mine, too. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. You know how we talked about outside and mostly we talked about inside? We're talking about words of affirmation <laughs> and we're mostly just dragging each other this entire episode. <laughs> Do you have a brand of self-help books that you like the most? Like, are you a The Secret person? Are you a Chicken Soup for the Soul person? Are you a Tony Robbins person? I was like, what if I was like, I'm Tony Robbins? Yeah, I love Tony I Robbins. I love Tony I Robbins. I love that love muscular man. Um, No, you know, it was before I, there was a time in my life when I was like, I don't need therapy. I can fix myself. <laughs> so I bought a ton of self-help books. Oh my God, we haven't even touched on trying to win therapy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you so we both see therapists. Anyone who doesn't see a therapist, that's totally fine. Good on you. But my plea to you is do it at least once in your life. Do it at least once. I, like, I do think therapy should be like a checkup at the doctor. Like yeah. I think you should have to go once a year. Mm-hmm. And then the therapist can either be like, I think you should keep coming back. Or the therapist can be like, Great, see you in a year. So I feel that way, but I think it's like a gym membership for your mind. Mm-hmm. So like new year, new you resolutions, you can go and then you can trail off or not. And yeah. then the doctor can tell you like, no, 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 you should not be trailing off. Yeah. But it's really good to have a third party kind of check you on the things that you think reality is. Yes, totally. But also all I want to ever do is win therapy. I just want to be like, oh, look how good I'm doing, therapist. <laughs> look how smart and well balanced and not stressed and not anxious I am, <laughs> therapist. Yes, yes, yes. I always spend like before I go to therapy being like, this I have to talk about this, I have to talk about this, I have to talk about this, I have to talk about this. And then I go in there and I go, I guess I'm actually perfect this week. <laughs> and then they ask one cutting question, you're like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, That's yes, what happens yes. to me. Yes, 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 totally. I mean, again, that's a, the authority figure thing. Mm-hmm. But now that you've accepted that, before you accepted that you needed therapy mm-hmm. um, or that therapy was a good thing for you is maybe mm-hmm. a better way to mm-hmm. phrase it, um, you 
you read a lot of no, stuff. No, needed it. <laughs> <laughs> you read a lot of self-help books? Yes, I did. Yeah, because I thought um, I could uh, I, I could manifest my problems away with my little mind. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Real Marianne Williamson style. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what were the most and least effective? The best self-help book I ever read is called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Uh, a very that, sincero very book. Sincero book, and that one is actually recommended by my therapist. Sure, um, but that is a really good one, and I love it so much that I have bought many, many copies, like for people I love when they're going through hard times. That's a really good one. Um, now I do, I do really like The Secret, but um, spoiler alert, I'm I do, uh, but I did get a couple of those like you are the universe type books that are bad. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm not going to call those ones out by name, but it was a lot of like, um, close your eyes. Now open your eyes. Now the universe is in your pocket. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> hey, Paula. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but you're made of star stuff. Oh, that's probably what they were all called. <laughs> yeah. So self-help, not great. Therapy, good. Midpoint, motivational speakers? Motivational speakers, I think, are very good if you want to, like, really feel pumped up for 10 minutes or so after a conference. Right, exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's, like, a very fleeting high. Yes. I, we, for, oh, when I was a camp counselor for a training, they brought in a motivational speaker. Okay. And by the end of it, they were like, everyone's going to punch through a board. <laughs> And everyone did. It took a while, but everyone did. Did you punch through a board? I punched through a board. Wow. You're and it very felt strong. great in the moment. Wow, you're very strong. Thank you. I've been working out. That is a, such a while. What was punching through the board supposed to teach you? So you were supposed to write a goal on the board or something on the it? other side. And then what was keeping you from it on the side that you were punching. And then you punch through the thing you... That was keeping you there from doing it to get to your goal. It was very literal. Yeah, I feel like motivational speakers always think that they have to have a little like twist in there. <laughs> yeah, and the exactly. twist is what makes it weird as hell. Yeah, right. I remember we had, at my old job, we had a, a speaker come into a conference and he painted portraits of famous people while giving inspirational speeches. What? But the speeches would be absolute nonsense but you would kind of be distracted from it because he was busy painting like albert einstein okay so he would be like um if you follow your dreams i guess that makes you a leader of dreams and like it would just be like crazy nonsense and because i was like you know i worked the conference i saw he acted like he was figuring it out as he went along but he was just painting by numbers Oh like, really? Yes. He was legitimately painting by yes, numbers. Yes, it was all like lined up in the in the canvases. That's so stupid. Yeah, it was so weird. But I just remember it just being all these cliches. And I, towards the back, I thought, you know, I was like, like ran around the back and was like looking up. And uh, my boss, I thought, was crying. And I was like, is he so inspired by this like absolute nonsense? And it turns out he was laughing so hard that he was physically shaking. <laughs> and uh, before we. Um, before we uh, 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 brought this brought this speaker, I had to like post bit uh, clips of him online, and the one that there was was it was it was audio clips of I want to say Martin Luther King Jr. Uh-huh. And then this guy was marching through the woods. Then he got to a clearing, and he painted while the speech is going on. And then he leaves it hanging in the woods and walks away. And the the video was 10, 15 minutes long. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
I'm just thinking about. He got paid twenty thousand dollars. I'm that's sure. I'm amazing. Sure. I love the idea of like, what other totally unrelated things can you do while giving a motivational speech? So I'm imagining like me being like, the dreams are the dreams of dreams while I'm clog dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to do one where it's just like, um, if you believe in yourself, I guess that makes you a self-believer while I'm chain-smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have something here that I'd like us to do. Yes. Uh, we've been talking about words of affirmation up to this point. Paula, I'd like to play a little game called Words of Giraffirmation. Oh, God, what is this? So let me explain. The idea here is that giraffes, the animals, don't have any kind of vocal cords, right? They can't make sound. So they can't give each other words of affirmation. So I would like us to give giraffes words of affirmation, a.k.a. words of giraffirmation. Okay, so what would this sound like? Sorry, I was looking up if giraffes make sound to prove you wrong. (laughs) They don't make sound. They don't make sound? Yeah. They don't make sound. Their necks are too long for vocal cords. That is so sad. They have voice boxes. Mm-hmm. But they can't make sound. God, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to give them compliments because they can't tell each other compliments. So here's one. I love the little like nub things on their heads. Oh. They're fuzzy and they look kind of alien-like. Aww. Um, I think giraffes just seem like really good people. <laughs> sure. You're saying that in a way that like someone who's never met someone who doesn't look like them is like, they seem like they're really good people. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't want the giraffes to move into my neighborhood, (laughs) but they seem like they're good people. (laughs) Maybe every spot on a giraffe is just an experience that's made them better. Um, okay, I have one. Giraffes, I want to put my feet in a potato sack and slide down your neck like a kid at one of those giant slides at the fair. That's great. I think our last two have not necessarily been compliments about giraffes <laughs> so much as, as what we comments. want. To, comments about giraffes. <laughs> oh, so for all the giraffes listening, I hope this made you feel better. Yeah, this made you feel better, yes. I think that's going to do it I for us. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for staying with us for another week. You all are wonderful and caring and kind. And we love you. And we love watching you listen to the podcast as you have your unique giggles. Ew. <laughs> um, we want to end on our favorite little segment that we like to end on every week. Earnest moment of the week. Imatwa. I have an earnest moment of the week from a listener. Okay, great. From listener Mercedes. Thank you for sending this in, Mercedes. Um, Thank you, Mercedes. She was saying that her dog, Prue. Oh, good dog name. Prudence. uh, Can never be close enough or get enough pets. When I try to stretch after my runs, it just turns into snuggle time because I'm on the floor and she takes advantage of the opportunity. And on work from home days, she spends the last 30 minutes of the day sitting under my desk with her head on my leg, crying until I look at her because she thinks she's gone too long without attention. 
Okay, I deeply relate to Prue. <laughs> Are you just sneaking into Mercedes's apartment and sitting under her desk? Yes. <laughs> Mercedes, I hope that's okay. <laughs> Mercedes, that was such a good one. Thank you for submitting. I also have a personal Imatwa, if I can throw it in. Yes, That's allowed for me to double dip. Of, of course we'll allow it. I got a new sweatshirt this week. That is one of those kind of like Nike running sweatshirt kind of ones. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I run now. Yes, you need a new sweatshirt. Yeah, and so I needed a new sweatshirt because I'm, I only do activities for the gear mm-hmm. and to look the part. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's so soft. But more importantly, it's got those thumb holes. Oh, those thumb holes rule. It's got the thumb holes. I've never owned clothing with a thumb hole on it. Oh, yeah. And it just fucking rocks. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's the best. It feels so comfortable. And now I feel naked that I don't have one right now. Right? Just like that half my hand is covered. But my thumb. But I'm still a human. I can still use my opposable thumb. Yes, it's so good. As always, thank you so much to Ryan Cruz, who designed our beautiful logo. You can find her on Instagram at at rbcruiser. And thank you to Dylan Dutch, uh, who created our wonderful theme song and little theme song adjacents, which is what I call the other music. (laughs) The interstitial music. Sure. Uh, He's on Twitter at at Dylan Dutch. And that's Dutch with an E. Deutsch. Not Deutsch, but Deutsch. Deutsch. D-O-E. Then you'll figure it out. D-O-E-T-C-H. Perfect. Also, quick update. We have a sampler. Yes. We made a little sampler. Um, we know it's really hard to recommend podcasts. Um, it can be also really hard to be like, they, they're like super positive and they talk about stuff and sometimes it's nostalgic and other times it's goofy. Like that sounds like every single podcast. So if you uh, want to recommend this to a friend, we would very much appreciate that. And we made a quick sampler on YouTube that you can find if you just look for Being Earnest Sampler or you look on our social media. It's about... 13, 14 minutes long. So if you have friends with an attention span less than 15 minutes, it's a super great way for them to see some of our goofs. And I barely sing in it. And as always, just to leave you until next week, just remember, Chef finds sugary cereals whimsical. Whimsical. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Why not be earnest?